Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. Oh, your weekly tee box dysfunction is back alongside the cat. Michael Collins. I am the Maddie, and I believe in me. This is Maddie and the Caddy, the <laughs> podcast. Baby. That's a uh, it's an inside joke. Caddy and I are FaceTiming right now, and he's wearing a T-shirt that says "I believe in me." Um, Fatletic baby. <laughs> we uh, we are excited for today's show. Uh, Nate Lashley, winner this week in Detroit at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Uh, is going to be joining us. One of the more remarkable stories we've had in quite some time on the PGA Tour. Uh, so oh I can't my. wait to can't wait to dive into him. But with with that, um, Caddy, and I was a dominating at, win. <laughs> yeah, it was dominating. It was, it was a no doubter. Um, I yeah, was actually right. in Detroit uh, for the first part of the week, uh, doing some stuff out there. So we'll get into that. Uh, Caddy yep. was 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 frolicking with pro athletes again. <laughs> and let me just let let's start there because you posted. It was probably in in the pantheon of, of caddy posts. It was probably one of the most arrogant posts of all time. What? Why I gotta be arrogant? Because you're sitting there with you're, it. I, this. Hold on, I just want all everybody listening to the podcast right now. Listen to the just tinge of I don't know bitterness <laughs> and jealousy coming it, look, out hey. that I that I post that I post my Instagram with arrogance. Now that's it, one of the funniest terms I've ever heard. There's no bitterness towards it. At all, but but I was posting with arrogance. So no, 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 no. I didn't say you were posting with arrogance. I said the picture, <laughs> the picture was one of the more arrogant we've seen in quite some time. So for those who don't know, Caddy was down at Baja Mar uh, for the, the the tournament, the challenge they had down there, the golfers' challenge they had down there, and it was all pro athletes and Hall of Famers. It's NFL versus NBA. It's called the Baja Mar Showdown, and they're recording it for. I guess it's going to be on. The show will be on TNT an hour before the Open Championship. <clears throat> so, and what was your was, what was your role? I well, I didn't know that I had a role as significant as it turned out to be. My role, of, my role originally was just to be the MC of the pairings party. Okay, so I was going to kind of MC that and have a good time. Talking about the pairings and the matchups, you know, when we first got down there. And then I was going to play Friday morning. They had like this little, and I'm doing the air quotes here, celebrity pro-am shootout, which was nine holes. And then the event itself, the tournament was, there was nine holes. It was 18 holes in the afternoon for the pro, for, for the athletes. Okay. Okay. So it was going to be, Nine holes, uh, four ball, nine holes, alternate shot or foursomes, right? And then Saturday was the singles, was 18 hole singles matches. So, but even before that, then there was also like this little, a little shootout thing where guys were there, there, um, what are those big, uh, head, the big head things that you can stick on the walls? What are they called? Fat heads. Fathead. Okay. Yeah. So they had fatheads of all the contestants up and it was, we had a little shootout of you had to hit this target and it would drop the head and whoever the last fathead standing won and it was donation to charity and stuff. Yeah. But mother nature came in and messed up everything. We got everything done, which was an absolute miracle 
on Friday, but then I wasn't supposed to really be doing anything uh-huh. Friday or Saturday. And then it turned out I did have to do some things on Friday and Saturday. So I emceed the shootout and then I was fortunate and blessed enough that they asked me to do the first T announce. Oh, wow. So you, so were, I did the you first were the unofficial official voice the, of this thing. Ki- yeah, kind of. And we had a whole bunch of fun with it. So, all right, so, all right wait, just we had a name mess up, which is funny. And then I played off of that a couple of times with a couple of guys, which was a lot of fun. So, and I had, we were taking pictures and stuff like crazy. So it was, it yeah, was awesome. Oh, okay. So back to the arrogant post. <laughs> Here we go. He posts a picture of him in the middle, which it's not hard to figure out who he is because he's surrounded by people over five eight. Pick the, <laughs> pick the dude that doesn't look athletic. Yeah, that's me. And it's like Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre and Chris Paul. It was Scotty Pippen there. Oh, not give only me, was Scotty, give not me the only roster. was Scotty there. So we had dinner. So here was the roster of guys. Um, let me bring up the pick so I can, I'll go through, um, one of the cameramen was really nice enough um, to send me a pic of all of us together, which was really, really cool. Um, I've got it up right. right now. All right. So on the NBA side, on the NBA side, it was Chris Paul was the captain. Yep. And it was um, yeah, Scotty Pippen. Chris Paul, Scotty Pippen, Del Curry, J.R. Smith, Ray Allen, Darren Williams. Looks like Mike uh, Conley's in there. Yeah, Mike uh Mike Conley and Tyler uh Tyler Johnson. Okay. Right? So on the NFL side, Aaron Rodgers was the captain, and it was Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, Josh Scobie, Larry Fitzgerald, Patrick Peterson. Friend of the podcast. Yeah, Kyle uh Kyle Williams, uh Adam Thielen and um, Pat, Pat McAfee. McAfee, yeah, yeah. Now that let me was add the NFL side, and let, let me, me tell you something. something. Thursday night, though, I got to tell you, Thursday night, Aaron. I had never met Pat before, but I had yeah. kind of followed him, and I knew he was a little bit of a wild man. Yeah, he's a loose cannon. This dude jumped up <laughs> at the parents' party and just lost his mind. Lost his mind and then didn't realize on Friday that they were playing 18 holes and we were laughing because he was saying at 1030 in the morning, he was like two and a half vodkas in at 1030 in the morning. How'd that go? And this dude played barefoot the whole time. I like his style already. Oh, it was a he he was. He was my partner in the little celebrity shootout thing. Uh-huh. And we. Let's just say a, a good time was had by all. Kelly James, um, the performer, singer, um, and probably one of the best improv rappers around. Yeah. On Thursday night got up and was doing improv rap and was making fun of Pat, was making fun of, uh, even made fun of the president of Bahamar who was laughing at it too. Like this dude, I mean, I got mad respect for Kelly. For jumping up there. And he even did a thing, you know, he even made fun of Patrick Peterson. It's, it was crazy. We had right. so much fun. But it was all in good-natured fun, you know what I mean? 
so let's 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 dive in here. So is, is McAfee going to come on the show? Yes, he'll come on the pod. Yes. Will Brett Favre come on the pod? Yeah, I, I yes, I'll say yes. Even though I mean, Brett Favre tried to give me. Are we going to get Aaron Rodgers? He tried to do a little smack talk. Aaron, Aaron has already said he said before this week that he would come on and do the pod. All right, us. so you know, training camp's coming up, so our window with A Rods is winding down. Okay. So what are we, what are we going to do about this? Uh, there's 16 players involved in this thing, man. What? Great. I want three of them. Listen, um, I want, I want. Let me just I get want this straight. McAfee. You just said about how I put out some arrogant photo and whatnot, and now you have the nerve to be like, how dare you put out such an arrogant photo? So are you going to get on and call us, man? Yeah, so <laughs> give us a holler. Here's what That's I like know. you getting mad at me being out with a beautiful woman and be like, so can you give her my number and how is call this me? Gonna, how is this going to impact the I want. I want all these guests on the podcast. We've had yeah, Patrick Peterson. Too. Friend of the program. Yeah, yeah. Who actually, he got a place down there. Also, Bryson DeChambeau was hanging out at the Baja Mar in the casino one night. We just seen him just hanging, which was hilarious. It was right. great and so great en- to see him. Enough of uh, the wannabe golfers. We're going to bring in an actual golfer who won the Detroit Rocket Mortgage Classic this week. The first PGA tournament held within the city of Detroit. Uh, Nate Lashley Joining us now, I'm Maddie and the Caddy. Nate, first of all, thank you for calling in. Congratulations on a remarkable win and a remarkable story. I'm curious here as we sit here on a Tuesday, how has your life changed in the last 48 hours? Oh, man, uh, I don't know how to describe it, to be honest with you. I feel like I've been running around pretty much straight. I haven't got much sleep. Uh, it's been a it's been a whirlwind, but uh, it's been a lot of fun also. So I'm just I'm looking forward to uh, – what this has in store and um, all the perks of, of winning on the PGA Tour. What has this journey been like for you? Uh, just this last week, or are you talking about to as get far to as the professional golf? Yeah, well, yeah, just to get to this point to be a winner in a PGA tournament. What has this journey been like for you to get to this moment? Well, uh, it's been a long journey, man. I get you know I've been playing professionally for 15 years and. Uh, yeah, I've played all over, played all over mini tours, uh, Latin tour, web tour. Uh, you know, it's, it's been a long journey, but it's, it's been a fun one. You know, getting to play professional golf, you meet a lot of people, you meet a lot of great people. And uh, it's been great, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. For people who don't know your story, it was 2004 when you lost your parents and girlfriend at the time in a plane crash. And I just... Everybody goes through dark periods, but I want to know for you, what was the darkest period that you have been through? And then how, for other people out there that might be going through dark times, how did you pull yourself out and keep moving forward? How did you do it, brother? Oh, man. I mean, you know, obviously when you have a tragedy like that, it's uh, you're going to have a lot of dark times. It's going to last a while, you know. They, you know, say time heals, but it takes a lot of time. You know, it took me um, many, many years to to get over it mentally, um, especially being on the golf course. And it could have been as simple as, uh, you know, hanging out with certain people that that could could make you really emotional. But as far as getting through it, you just uh, you got to keep 
slugging along. You got to, you know, keep telling yourself that life goes on and, you know, there's better things ahead. When did you think that golf might not be an option for you? Uh, I mean, <laughs> you're playing PGA Tours and you, you miss a second stage a bunch of times, even first stage a couple of years. You know, that, that that's something that always crosses your mind, you know, but you know, there in 2012, I quit for a few months and did uh, a little bit of real estate stuff. But, you know, you quickly realize that um, you want to be back out on the golf course playing playing golf and competing. So it wasn't long for me to uh, – to when I, when I took uh, some time off to want to get back out there and compete. So, you know, golf's always been my passion, and uh, it, it, always, it always will be. Yeah, Nate, what was that moment? Because I know, you know, people are becoming familiar with your story now and the fact that you were doing some real estate and flipping houses and doing all of that. When was the moment that you had where you may have been doing some real estate and you're sitting there and you're like, you know what, this isn't for me. I need to go back out and compete. Uh, I don't know if I would say there was a specific moment, but, you know, when when you're not on the golf course and you don't, you know, see some of your buddies for a while and um, you start to realize that you miss it. And I think that's mainly what it was for me was missing the game, missing the competition and wanting to get back out there. Let's be honest, man, uh, because you play professionally golf, but looking out a window and having a suit on with a tie and thinking I got a job <laughs> sucks pretty much. <laughs> that's, that's what it comes down to, doesn't it? I mean, seriously. Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, uh, as professional golfers, we're blessed. We get to, um, you know, make our own schedules. We don't have a boss. And, uh, so yeah, not, um, not having to, uh, put a suit on every day is, uh, is, is definitely nice. <laughs> we definitely, we definitely put a different suit on and it's nice to be outside. All right, man, let's talk about the golf tournament. When was that moment when you allowed yourself to think, I, I think I might have this. I might. I, this is going to happen. Like I can, I can get this trophy. I think the first moment for me was after I hit uh, my tee shot on seventeen, hitting the fairway on seventeen. Um, I kind of had that moment where, um, as I was walking up, uh, you know, off the tee box and stuff like that, a lot of people were yelling and and um, cheering for me. That you know, great job. You, you know, you won PGA Tour event and. I think it was uh I think it was that moment and then obviously walking up eighteen also was uh was the two moments that I'll remember. So so we were talking about this this weekend on Sports Center about how, you know, most people aren't familiar with one day qualifiers and, and getting in a tournament if you're not already in the field. Can you explain to the listener how you actually got in the Rocket Mortgage Classic field? Yeah, well um <clears throat> I was a I was an alternate, so basically based off of last year, my status I have I had conditional status, so I, I wasn't a full member of the PGA Tour. I um, would get in select tournaments, just depending, you know, some of the bigger ones you're not going to get in. You get into some of the other ones, and this event I was just I was right on the line of getting in or not getting in. And uh, starting the week, I was I was a I was third man out, and there was a two withdrawals on Tuesday. And then uh heard from uh, some other guys that David Bergano wasn't going to play. So kind of realized on Tuesday afternoon that I was most likely going to be in the event and then got the call on Wednesday morning, and it was just a 
it was just a relief. Uh, I was just extremely happy to get in the event, really, and I'm, I paid off. I uh, took advantage of the opportunity. Yeah, I'd say so. Twenty five under par. You, you you took advantage of every opportunity you had. So you get the you get the call Wednesday. All of a sudden, now your mind has to go from I might get in to I'm in. How did you prepare with the little time that you had to compete in this tournament? Were you on site? Yeah, I was on site. I um I played a practice round on Tuesday. You know, you, when you're that close to getting in the field, you uh, you're always on site. You're there. You know, I prepared. Pretty pretty much normal, like um, like any event. Played a practice on Tuesday, did some practicing on Wednesday. Uh, so it was kind of like a normal week, but um, but not the same. Obviously, you know, I didn't I wasn't one hundred percent. I was going to get in, and then once I got in, it was just uh, it was like a weight lifted off me. I was I didn't want to be first alternate because the week before I was uh, ended up first alternate and not get into into the travelers. Mm. Which is the worst feeling in the world, knowing that if one guy withdraws on Thursday, you could have been in, then you want to just chase that dude to the parking lot, but you can't, <laughs> right? I know that's that right. feeling, dude. Yeah. So, Nate, that's, is right. that, yeah, is it, that's a little bit of the your 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 life, right? Well, not anymore, but prior to this, it was, I'm going to go to these events, and I may not play in them. Yeah, exactly. You know, some of them, when you're on the edge like that, you go and you uh, – you try to Monday qualify, and if you don't Monday qualify, you wait around. And some of the events you don't get in, it's uh, it's really disappointing. Because for people that don't know, sometimes you got to decide whether or not you're going to go. It used to be the web dot com, but now it's the the carry corn ferry tour. Yeah, corn ferry. Oh, corn man, ferry. It's going to take me a minute to get used to saying that. It was straight face corn ferry tour. <laughs> uh no, no offense to Corn Ferry, but brah, sorry, it's not my fault. Y'all got that name. I'm just saying. Uh, what I want to know too, Nate, is what's the one thing now that after winning this tournament you qualified for that you didn't realize that you were going to qualify with this win? Um, I knew Masters, right? Probably the one tournament that I wasn't thinking about was uh, the Century Tournament of Champions, and then realized, hey man, I'm going to get to spend two weeks in uh, Hawaii Maui. in January. So <laughs> that's right, Maui, and then another week at uh, Sony at the at the Sony. That's right. So you know, can't beat that. Couple weeks in Hawaii, and I'm looking forward to it. But I, you know, I'm probably mostly looking forward to the Masters and the British PGA and the players. I mean. Those are the biggest tournaments in the world, so I'm uh, I'm thrilled about all of them. Think about that sentence you just said, Nate, because now you know that you're playing in all those tournaments you've just list, listed off. Have Have you thought about that for a moment? Like, you know what? No matter what, I'm playing in the Masters, I'm playing in this, and I'm playing in that. Uh, have I thought about it yet? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely crossed my mind. You know, it's so it's still a little bit uh. Still a little bit of shock and um, hasn't quite sunk in yet, but um, yeah, it's, I mean that, that's something that instantly goes through your mind. You're you're thinking about it right away. So uh, you know, obviously, getting to play in the Masters is it's uh, for a golfer. It's it's the number one on the list. And who who was the first person that sent you a text message saying uh, about that practice round? We're going to go play. That made you laugh. <laughs> Oh man, the first message I, I think it was just one of my buddies from Phoenix that uh, you know he's already hitting me up and saying 
are we going to get out early to play? You know, let's go early to Augusta and get a practice round in. You know, so they're, I'm sure they'll all be hitting me up. They, they like to come over and, and steal my golf balls and my golf clubs and stuff like that every chance they get. So when something like this comes up, it's probably going to be a, a whole lot worse. <laughs> now, Nate, I'm I'm an Arizona State guy, so talking to an Arizona oh, guy in God. and of it's, yeah, in and of That's itself. terrible. <laughs> You're trying to get him to hang up on us right now. No, look. Oh, man, yeah, I got to board a plane. <laughs> He's an Arizona guy. He's probably talking to us on a flip phone. Um, <laughs> we call we call you guys the sun monkeys. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I, I can't I can't tell you what we call you guys. It's a family show. Matt can't uh, <laughs> argue that because he's still trying to get his tattoo removed. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So when um did, did the direct deposit clear? How'd that go down? What and what's that look like? <laughs> yeah. Did, yeah. Did uh, you go to the ATM and do a like in a balance inquiry? Let me see. I just want to see what all them zeros well, took, look like. I took that big check and I tried to take it to the bank, but they wouldn't deposit it. So I don't. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Happy Gilmore. Yeah, that's right. He told me to go to a, a bigger bank. <laughs> I mean, that that had to be a surreal moment, though, for you, wasn't it? Uh, you know, I haven't even seen the direct deposit yet. I don't think uh, – I think it's – I believe it's Wednesdays, so it'll be oh. tomorrow. Yeah. But <laughs> did your caddy cry? You know what I mean? Because he's got to think about uh, that check he's getting. Yeah. Not that bad either. I don't know. He, I think he's pretty emotional, but he had sunglasses on all the time, so I couldn't tell. He yes, hit it he, well if he did. Yeah, he was hiding it. He was hiding it. What conversations yeah. were you having though with your with your caddy? Like, you know, round one you score well, round two you score better, round three you're on fire, and then I mean, what was the talk between you two after each round, watching yourself climb the leaderboard? Uh, you know, round one is just another uh, start of a tournament. We just go out and try to, you know. Um, focus on what we're doing and execute the game plan that we, you know, we're trying to do on, uh, on the golf course. Uh, seventh round one was, was leading, uh, round two, we just, you know, say, hey, let's play the same way. Let's play, uh, the golf that, that we play, you know, and that was kind of our thought and, and, uh, our approach all week was just play my game and, and, uh, see what happens at the end of the week. What do you think is going to be the hardest part for you now going forward? What's going to be the biggest challenge now that you got like your, you know what your schedule can be. You're looking at the calendar going, all right, here's what I can do. Here's what I can't do. What's going to be the toughest part? Um, well, travel, you know, there's going to be a lot more travel here over the next few weeks, but one of the biggest uh, challenges I've found so, so far is dealing with all you media people. Yeah, we're the worst. <laughs> Did he just say you people? I mean, he called us you people. Yeah, gosh, dang, you guys, you guys are just uh, blowing my phone up. But uh, no, it's uh, it's been great. You know, I don't know if I can say there's there's going to be a a real challenge to this. You know, I think the hard part is over at this point, and you know, it's kind of like uh, I was saying to people this morning. I was on the the um, Carson Daly show this morning, and or the Today Show, I guess, with Carson Daly and. They were like, "Wow, you weren't even nervous." And I said, "Hey, <laughs> it's not a, uh, it's not that big a deal getting up there and talking when you got to go out there and hit a ball down a fairway. That's uh, it's a little more pressure." Yeah, easy, Carson. You read a teleprompter. I hit a golf ball. <laughs> yeah, uh... everybody, everybody can read. <laughs> <laughs> well, I work with. And Mike. you don't have to wear uh, yeah. makeup. <laughs> I work with the caddy. He cannot read. Um, <laughs> true or false? 
there were more than three beverages consumed in the celebration party? Uh, true. At a boy. What would we get into? Oh, uh, I think we had a little wine at dinner and then um, had some beers and we did a little gambling afterwards. I said the, the, the casinos in Detroit. Yeah, there was a uh, MGM, uh, Detroit MGM Grand Casino that's in the downtown area that we stayed at. What's Sunday the game? Night. What's the game of choice? Uh, I like craps. That's the game I like to play. How do we do? Four and six, baby. Uh, the house, the house usually wins. <laughs> Did they? Take They're not you? tearing down the building. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not tearing down the building. Did they? Uh, did they take your big check at the roulette or at the uh, crafts table? Did you be like, here's my credit? No, they didn't. The uh, the limit was a little too low. <laughs> it's funny that actually that might be the one place that would accept the big check like yeah. that. They're like you know <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll turn this into chips for you. Sit down, bro. Oh yeah, they probably would have. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's uh, they would have probably loved that actually. Nate, we know we know you got to run. We know you're busy, but I gotta I gotta get you out on this one, and I need you to settle debate. If your co-host Michael Collins was at an event with people like Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Larry Fitzgerald, Scottie Pippen, would you expect your co-host to at least grab one of them to come on Maddie and the Caddy, the podcast for ESPN? Well, yeah, I would hope so. I don't know what 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 else would you be doing? Thank you. Working, Nate. Yeah. Thank you. Working. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, you gotta get you gotta get one of those guys on. See, I, I, at some point See, I will, man. He, I you will. know what it is? He's so selfish with this. He'd rather, yeah. you know. Nate, who's the one celebrity uh, that you haven't played golf with that you want to? Oh, um, boy. I mean, honestly, there's too many to count. Just to, just today, meeting uh, meeting Carson. I we talked about it, and I. Really look look forward to getting to play golf with Carson Daly. That's pretty cool. He's a he's a golf maniac as well. He is huge golf. Yeah, maniac. he is. All right, so Nate Lashley, winner this week. We appreciate your time. We know you're busy. Um, you're an Arizona guy, so you need to take your shoes and shirt off for TSA pre-check. <laughs> <laughs> These are all the rules. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't. I get I get a walkthrough still. Lucky, start, get him so start lucky. flying private. Nate, congratulations, man. We know it's we know it's been a journey to get to this point, but enjoy it. Have fun with it. We appreciate your time today. Hey, thanks, guys. I really I really appreciate you guys having me on. I had a good Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Looking forward to shaking your hand over in Ireland, man. I'll see you over at the Open. Bring plenty of rain gear and some cold weather stuff. Nah, sounds good. Great stuff from uh, Nate Lashley there, and you know, Collins throughout the weekend. Um, as we started to watch this story develop, you know, then people really started digging in to what exactly has gone on in his life. And you had touched on it during the interview, and we had, we had mentioned it a couple of times on, on SportsCenter that, you know, to, to battle through what he went through with his parents getting killed and his girlfriend while he was in college after one of his events in Arizona. They had just come to see him. They, they had just come to see him play, uh, to live with that, uh, to persevere um, throughout his career to get out of golf for a while, to get back in golf, make his PGA Tour uh, debut last year, only to get hurt, to have all of this and at the age of 36 to yeah. come out, compete, and to win in a field that had Ricky Fowler, Dustin Johnson, 
uh, some of the best, Patrick Reed, major championship winners. To have that moment, I think, goes down uh, is one of the great stories this year in a year that includes Max Homo winning, mm. uh, Tiger Woods winning the Masters. I mean, there's been a lot of stories, but to me, the Lashley story is top. Yeah, and if you if you really want to feel the emotion of the moment, go back and find the video of his sister screaming for him mm-hmm. as he's walking up the 18th fairway. And if that don't give you goosebumps, I, I don't know what to tell you. I said this uh, earlier that of any sport, golf lends itself more to storylines perhaps of any sport because on any given week, I mean, there's Lashley. He's an alternate at a lot of these tournaments because he doesn't have full-time status. He did. Right. He does now, but he didn't have full-time status. So it allows itself for a story where this guy's playing in a practice round of the tournament. His odds are isn't going to play. Then he gets in on Wednesday night, shows up and wins it. Then you start unpacking who this guy is and where he came from. Of any sport, baseball, football, basketball, this allows itself to it more because of a lot of the unknown that goes along with it. Well, that's the the whole thing about golf is there are so many stories of the guys who have grinded for so long, how they get to the point where they're at. And that's also the razor blade edge of a guy who spent time on the mini tours. Like that's the difference. This dude is 36 years old and spent a whole bunch of time playing on mini tours and whatnot. And yet when it comes down to it, he had a chance for a moment and actually rose so high and played so well on such a huge stage, as you said, too, with so many big players there. It's it's wild to think that in our sport, backstories of so many people can be told the way that they can be told and that there are that many really good golfers out there that are one break away from lighting it up. Yeah, and I don't think people realize because we hear it all the time it's one of the most cliche things you can say during uh, a sporting event oh a life-changing moment for yada yada yada. (laughs) but in golf if you're a guy if you're keith mitchell winning the honda it's a life-changing moment because now you have two-year status Mm. you're playing in the masters you you now get in all these events where the day before you you weren't. That's so the thing for that's Nate. That's why it, it legitimately is a life-changing moment oh. for the Mitchells, for the Homas, yeah. and, and for the Lashleys because now they've got two years of, of stress-free stress because they know they're going to be <laughs> teeing it up wherever they want. I think the hardest thing for Nate, and anytime, as you said, that life-changing moment, going from I have no idea if I'm going to play next week should I run and try and play the web.com and get my status back that way or sit as an alternate and maybe take my chances? You have to declare one or the other. Like you can't be registered for both. Now the situation that Nate's in is going to be, I got two years where I know exactly what my schedule can be. And the hardest part I think for guys that go through that is, man, I've been wanting to make this big change in my swing. Yeah. Now I got two years to do it. And Telling guys, no, no, you, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing that. We're not doing that because the swing you got just got you this. So we, we don't need to change it because you've just proven, as he was saying through the week, what was he telling yourself? I'm just going to play my game. I'm just mm-hmm. going to play my game. I'm just going to play my game. 
now that you've won, keep doing that. Keep playing your game. And your game doesn't need to be changed because you have just proven that your game is good enough to win. And so that, I think, is usually the biggest challenge for guys going, now I can switch equipment or I can switch a swing or I can change, you know, what I'm doing here. Like, mm, might not want to do that right now. I got in a uh, conversation with someone at work this weekend because we were talking about the life-changing moment. I was making the argument saying, look, golf is the hardest. Golf is the hardest professional level to get to. And they were like, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> I legitimately believe. I mean, if we break this down now, NBA rosters – but the smallest rosters, but they've got the developmental league, the NBA G League or D League, Europe, whatever it is now. They've all got over all, China. You can play all, over all the, the European, correct? Yeah. And so, to get to the top of the NBA, might I would say is the only thing that I would compare to golf. But I think there's more opportunities and development opportunities. NFL 53 man roster. You can be in a practice squad. There isn't a developmental league yet. I think the XFL can get to that point. MLB. There's single A, high A, triple A, double A, you know, unaffiliated, the, yeah, right. So I would to to maintain professional status. I think is the hardest to do in golf, and I don't think it's close. Um. Okay, I'm gonna. This is gonna sound stupid because I'm the golf guy, but I'll disagree with you. Where do you think it goes? The reason that I, I I'll disagree with you is because. If you declare that you're a professional golfer, you can find an event to play in. If you decide that you're a professional baseball player, then what? So I'm talking, what? okay, maybe. I'm saying like, you can be I'm like, I'm a pro PG. baseball player. Who do you play for? Uh, I really don't have a team that I play yeah, for. Yeah, but if you're a pro baseball player, if you're a professional baseball player, you can make a living in AAA for, the, for, for your entire career. I'm talking PGA. Tour. Really? I'm talking PGA Tour, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball. So you're saying which is the hardest one to get to the that? That's exactly what. That's I'm saying. what you're. That's what you're saying. Yeah, that's okay. exactly what I'm saying. Because I thought you were saying which one. Where is it harder to be a professional? But no, 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 no. I'm to talking get to the, the top. To the top level. PGA, NBA, NFL, MLB. Yeah, I, think I it's would. Golf. I would. Yeah, golf because and that, but I, that too is a numbers game. Because how many people play golf? Like, there's tons and tons of people that play golf. So I would say, numbers wise, you, I mean, you can weed out a lot of people in junior high and high school who are like, yeah, you already know the NBA ain't happening for you. Right. Where in golf, you could have a kid who doesn't even start playing golf until high school and now he's putting his name into the big bucket. And that as, as the siphon gets smaller going down towards the bottom, it's a. I would say, yeah, it's a bigger siphon to start with, and then a much smaller drip at the very end. But think about the phenoms that you always hear about in golf that just don't make it. Like, where's Ty Tryon? Where the hell is that guy? Remember, he was the next yeah. big thing. That, in golf? that was health issues, though, too. But when was the last time a phenom in the NBA didn't make it? Um, Markel Fultz. We don't know. Jury's out. Yeah, that's true. But listen, from what he was supposed to be to what he is and what he's gone through, like I, I think he's going to be a, a a pretty good. He'll be an okay NBA player. What was the last phenom Will in baseball be? that didn't make it? Bryce Harper, phenom. Mike Trout, phenom. Was it Todd Van Poppel? 
<laughs> I mean, seriously, who's that's the a good question? I mean, that's what I'm saying. In golf, you hear about these dudes all the time that just never. Our guy that we had uh, dinner with in Scottsdale, uh, Ricky Barnes. Yeah. Beanom. Yeah. What's his career been? But that's also a lot of that has to do with that's the thing with health. That's one of the things when golfers like if you have any kind of injury and then when you try and play through an injury at at 70 percent, you got zero chance against guys who are at 100 percent. Just none whatsoever. It's funny, though. Health. So it's I, health and golf sounds funny because you'd think that that's the one. I know sport. you're like, because oh, you know, I mean, yes. Yeah, you would think so, but it's at that that top echelon level. If you have any kind of little, the problem is in team sports as a phenom, you can be put somewhere so that your opportunities are better. In right. golf, everything is exposed. There's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere or way to hide because. No one around you can do anything to help you. When it's time to hit the shot, you got to hit the shot. That's it. There's no, when it's time to hit that putt, make that eight footer for par. When you stand over that putt, if your back is off a little bit and you can't get into position that you need to get into just to stand correctly or hold the club correctly, like there's nothing. What are you going to do? Which is, uh, yeah, that's, that's, it's crazy to think, but true. Speaking of injuries, when it comes how, down to it, how's uh, how's Brett Favre's game? It's surprisingly pretty good. He, Is it um, really, dude? He in I don't know if I'm allowed to give out the results though. Let's just say no. Yeah, don't give the results. Just give me a just. I won't a, give the result. I'll just a, say in his singles match. Yeah, he played very well. He played, he played some really good golf. I took a picture of him and Aaron Rodgers warming up and mm -hmm. like, he's that dude. He had a glove on that looked like it was two years old. Like it had a hole in the finger in on a, on the wrong place of the glove where it shouldn't be making <laughs> contact with, where it shouldn't be making any contact with the club. And everybody was like, well, please get Brett Favre a new glove. Favre is the dude who would show up at the golf course. And look all disheveled. Yeah. With like Wearing an jean old shorts. ratty bag and one. Yeah. Using and like then a you would gardening like, oh, glove for a golf glove. Let's bet this dude 50 a hole. And he would say, yeah, a little too fast. And you'd realize you messed up immediately. Shows up with That's a leather, kind of... leather golf bag. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> like looking like a Huckleberry Finn or something. He got <laughs> golf clubs with a belt strap holding them together. <laughs> <laughs> that would be you'd be like oh this dude is done right here you'd be like have an old set of Hogan blades like Walter Hagen's like what this dude got Walter Hagen's and a belt strap he's just gonna be yeah who's the guy, who's the guy in jean shorts and hiking boots yeah, like he's gonna, he's what, he's what you would think Larry the Cable Guy would show up at a golf club looking like, and then he would shoot like two under on you, yeah. and you were thinking he just, was a 15 handicap. Yeah, just wear you out, like ball. birdie the first five in a row, and you'd be like, this dude's got a belt strap holding his clubs together. Are you kidding me? Throws him over <laughs> his shoulder like he just shot a yeah. deer. 
shows up with a canvas bag that looks like it should have quivers in it. <laughs> like, I think you, that's not for clubs. That's for arrows, dude. Yeah, yeah. Let's just go. Let's go play. I, I, of all, <laughs> I'm good. Of all the dudes in that picture, I was stunned at Favre. I'm like, I didn't even know Brett Favre played golf. Yeah, he plays a lot. And, and he's the one, too. <laughs> Uh, he was the one I was most uncomfortable talking smack to, but it's like I couldn't help it. He made a smart aleck comment at me, and you know me, like if you do that, I'm gonna knee jerk reaction. Like I flip back into comedian mode. Yeah. So I knee jerk reaction and just threw something hard at him big time, and the whole place started laughing. And then right before he hit his tee shot, he looked up and he was like, "That was pretty good." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I was like, whoo. Yeah, after I said it, I was like, oh my gosh, dude, what do you do? You just rip Brett Favre, man. Stupid. He's the one doing? guy, too, that like epitomizes old man strength. Yes. Like, he's the kind yeah. of guy that you would shake his hand or he would, he would pat you on the back and there would be a handprint in your back. Oh, although Larry Fitzgerald, that's smart, Alec. That dude, I'm standing on the tee, and I could. T- he starts running up the tee ball. You got to run up to the top tee yeah. on number one, and Larry starts running up, and I could see like he don't have a club in his hand, and he's in football mode, and he's coming at me shoulders down, and I was like, oh, here we go. So now I'm trying, and I I see him a little bit too late, so he gets his shoulders below my shoulders, and I stand him up for a second. And then he's got leverage and he's just driving me back on the, and I was like, let me get low. Let me get low. And it was, oh my gosh, it was so fun. And he Scotty, was at the, uh, he was at the pro-am Larry was in Detroit, played in the yeah. pro-am on Wednesday. Saw him. Oh, okay. Yeah. And my, my son major said he was thoroughly impressed at the size of Scotty Pippen's hands. Scotty went to shake my 12 year old's hand and like his hand vanished. It just disappeared. Just, just it was claw. like, yeah, it was like Scotty went to shake his hand and he basically shook, shook the whole forearm to elbow. <laughs> how's Scotty, how, how's Pippen's game? Good. Yeah, actually it's not bad at all. It's not all of these dudes. The, you don't understand when it comes down to it, Chris Paul and Aaron Rodgers, like, Every guy that they picked is super competitive. Oh, yeah. They're, I mean, crazy competitive. So it don't matter. If they're going toe-to-toe with somebody playing checkers, I'm not losing. And if they lose, it they're going to be a little stank for a minute. <laughs> like, it's not a happy time if they lose at anything. So... They were all trying – both of those guys were trying to load their team with 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 – "Quote unquote ringers," I love it to try and win, which was wild. And Aaron Rodgers, I give him mad credit. Like he, he put some serious ringers on his team, which is going to be fun. But I, you know, hey, guess what? You want to come down next year? I got invited back. Oh, so. good. Let's do. We'll do. We'll do the whole thing down there next year. Yeah, that'd be good. I, we, and see, then I won't have to hear you complaining and crying about how. No one's coming on the podcast or every time. Or, wow. or. Wow. Last, last league. That was, you, man, you set me up so much, threw me under the bus with Nate. Uh, he agrees. We can, we can also, you know, every time I say, hey, come on, 
Well, fix your schedule, bruh. It's not oh, my fault. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, Michael Collins, go to the, the, the big suits at ESPN and fix my schedule. That'll hey, be good. Look, one of us is the golf guy, so you, I you, get to go to golf things. You roll in there us, wearing your William sorry. Murray polo and shorts, <laughs> not how they're designed to be worn, and be like, hey, you know what? I need to get into Matt's schedule here <laughs> in the ESPN schedule documents, and I need to adjust them accordingly. You know, we're going to set that up, and we're going to do it on we're going to do it on live TV. No, well, I can't. I won't do it on live TV, but you know, well, live maybe social we, media. Maybe we know a couple hackers that can fix some stuff. Ooh, now we're talking. <laughs> See? All right, this week is uh, July Fourth. Summer is here, and you know what that means. It is barbecue season. If you're like me, you'll be serving your friends and family your incredible meat from Butcher Box. Now, I recently got a Butcher Box, and my favorite thing in there was the pork. The pork was incredible. I also made incredible sliders with the uh, grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken. It's been really, really good. I'm I'm pretty dominant on the uh, the grill anyway, but the butcher box meat has made it even better. It's delivered right to your door with free shipping, and a month's worth of meat from butcher box comes out to less than six bucks a meal. Fourth of July around the corner. It's a great opportunity for you to do this. Get some pork, grill it up, have some swine, have some fun. ButcherBox is offering new members free bacon for the life of your subscription. Plus $20, Caddy, you're like, what? Plus $20 off your first box when you sign up at ButcherBox.com slash Maddie. You heard right. Free bacon for the life of the subscription. Plus $20 off your first box at ButcherBox.com slash Maddie. ButcherBox.com slash Maddie. True story. They sent me some of the maple bacon. Yes. I made the bacon and then I put it in my Bloody Mary and it was what? Oh man. I'm telling you. I haven't cooked mine yet, but man, oh my goodness. I am a butcher box Picasso. So again, <laughs> use it. Butcherbox.com slash Maddie. Have all the meat, uh, free bacon for the life of your subscription. Uh, get in on this. It is a really, really good deal. Coming up next, I'm going to explain a moment that I had with Kid Rock and Ricky Fowler on Wednesday. In Detroit, that more next on Maddie and the Caddy. Hey, Maddie, you like going to events? Always. There's nothing better than going to seeing something live. Like, it's cool to watch stuff on TV, of course, but seeing your favorite things, your favorite teams, your favorite performers, seeing them live, the experience is completely different. Heck, we know it's golf. Like, golf is hard to watch on TV, but when you get to go see it live – Everyone afterwards is like, it's completely different, and they become even bigger fans of it. Well, guess what? Vivid Seats, it's the same thing. It's an online event ticket marketplace, right? That gives fans an opportunity to go to live events and have experiences that last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, our listeners can watch their favorite teams, their favorite artists, all of that perform in person, it helps you find those seats to all those live events, sporting events, even theater. I, we talked about it before. For me, going to see Hamilton on Broadway. Think about the Broadway shows that you want to go see that you didn't think tickets were going to be available to. Those sporting events you didn't think were going to be available for you to go see. The concerts that, oh, it's sold out. Nobody can go. Oh, uh, yeah. Why don't you check out Vivid Seats and check this out. If you use our podcast code GOLF, Maddie and the Caddy listeners, you get 10% off your first purchase with Vivid Seats. 
I messed up and didn't do that myself. Like this, my podcast with Maddie and I didn't even get to use that the first time when I went to Broadway. But believe me when I tell you, all Vivid Seats confirmed their orders are backed by a hundred percent guarantee. It is the one thing that if you want to go see a live event and have the experience that you've never had before, this gives you that opportunity. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Remember, first-time new customers enter promo code GOLF and receive 10% off your order. And then go spend a night out, whether it's at a concert, a sporting event, any live event that you want. You're going to get tickets, and you're going to have the experience of a lifetime. And that's all we're all looking for, right? That way, Maddie can stop hating on my Instagram and maybe go do his own thing. So can you. Vivid Seats. Go do it. Trust me. Boy, Vivid Seats got their money's worth there. <laughs> I'm just thought saying. I was, I was watching a whole episode or listening to the whole episode of like Shawshank. That was that was. <laughs> Come meet me. <laughs> that had, good for Don't you. A tin can. Charcoal uh, rock color. All right, as we wrap up here. Uh, this yeah, because I gotta go. I got stuff. I got. Yeah, I got. wait. Daddy's getting up. Hang on a sec. Hang. <laughs> On before I Here get to go. the the Ricky, the Ricky uh, Ricky Fowler Kid Rock story. What? Why do you have to go? What? What's your thing? Oh, Daddy got a ninety minute massage coming, and then I got a tea time. Orchids I'm in Asia. Free, I'm in Freeport. Just so everybody knows, I'm in Freeport in the Bahamas. You're still there. If if you're going, no, no, last Freeport, different island. This is Grand Bahama. Last no, week it Bahamas, was Nassau. Though. I'm still in the Bahamas. Last week was Nassau, so I was working. <laughs> I'm doing the air quotes. Just look. If you go to our Instagram page, you'll see. I put a picture up of the back porch. What are you still so, doing there? This vacation. Oh, now you're on vacation because your job yeah. isn't vacation look, enough. After we're done. I got a 90 minute massage, which I'm actually a little nervous about because my sister in law was like, it's going to be awesome, but you're going to be sore for two days. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I sat on the sofa for two days. Yeah, like, you tell the masseuse what hurts and then they'll fix it, but two days of pain. And I'll, all right, why not? So I got massage for 90 minutes, then golf, and then we're going fishing. We're going to go do some tuna fishing and stuff. So. <sighs> all right. Yeah, yeah. What? What you? What are you doing? Are you didn't know. I didn't know you. And no, I'm in West Palm. Perfect. So I'm down at the. Uh, our thanks, by the way, to the ESPN 106.3 FM West Palm uh, Studios. They do a great job. I hear hooking me up. Um, last week, I was in Detroit uh, for the Rocket Mortgage Classic, doing some Sports Center on the Road stuff because they they sponsor Sports Center on the Road. And I did live shots uh, on Wednesday. I did a walk and talk with Dustin Johnson. During his pro am nice. round, yep, uh, we did about four minutes walking the fairway to his three hundred and fifty yard drive. Uh, <laughs> I had Gary Woodland recreate the chip off the seventeenth green at the U.S. Open no. on on a green during the pro am. Bladed okay, it. Okay, that's awesome. He bladed it. No, he didn't. Yeah, and he got he he, <laughs> he he comes out. We did this on live TV, and he comes to me afterwards. He's like, "Man, I was more nervous to do that than I was the actual." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, no, man, I put you on the spot. My fault." And then, um, so we were scheduled to have Ricky Fowler on with me during the noon Eastern Sports Center. And we were sitting up by the clubhouse where we arranged the interview. Well, Ricky's still not there. And we're like, well, you know, where's Ricky? He knows we've got to be doing this. Uh, he knows yeah. this is going on. So we, we call a couple of people from the tour. We're like, hey, where, where's Ricky? And the pro-am had started running behind. So we had to go, go to him. So 
we get up to where they're about ready to tee off on 18 and they say, Hey, where, where do you want to get Ricky? I said, well, what we'll do is we'll get Ricky right after he tees off. We'll just walk to his ball with him, do a walk and talk with him live. Like we did with Dustin. Well, do you want kid rock in it? Yeah, sure. No problem. It's kid rock. Why not? It's Detroit, whatever. So I get ready. They're, the sports center's in my ear and they're like, right, we're coming to you live in just a couple of minutes. So they run the sports center on the road animation. So I start doing my sports center on the road brought to you by, you know, rocket mortgage by Quicken loans. They pop me up on cam. Well, Kid Rock then just hops in the middle of my live shot. <laughs> and so he does this thing, hops in the middle of my live shot, and then he leaves. And I say, no, 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 Kid Rock, get over here. So then he hops back in camera. He says this on t- live TV. He goes, whoa, easy. Don't tell me what to do, bro. <laughs> And at this point, I'm like, no, no, no. I felt like, I, I felt like going, no, 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 no. Wait a second, Kid Rock. You <laughs> hopped into my shot. So I, I am in control of this situation. <laughs> so then we did it, did an interview. And then, you know, so Kid Rock and I did an interview. You could tell he was a little perturbed at me because I said, hey, get over here. But it's like, again, stay out of my shot. So then <laughs> I go over and talk to Ricky after his tee shot. So Ricky does his tee shot live on Sports Center. He and I do a, a, a walk. They sit there and talk for a minute. And I start asking about how he and Kid Rock have, you know, developed this golf bromance. They kind of look like each other now with the, you know, the the, the hair. longer hair and the mustache. Yeah. And so I said, well, you know, what's Kid Rock's game like? Well, then I asked him about the tournament in Detroit. Ricky's like, well, you have to ask Bob about that. And he kept referring to Kid Rock as Bob. And I'm like, who the hell is Bob? <laughs> and I didn't ask this on TV because the real Kid Rock fans would have hated me for not knowing his name's Robert. Right. But this whole time. So now I've got kind of a ticked off Kid Rock, and I've got Ricky Fowler calling this guy named Bob, and I don't know who the hell Bob is. And we finally just wrapped the whole thing up, and my producer's looking at me. He's like, I don't know how you weaved your way through that because it just got awkward quick. It was like <laughs> the actual Rocket Mortgage commercial with Ricky and the reporter. I was just going to say that actually sounds like a Rocket Mortgage commercial <laughs> like with that kind of awkwardness in it. That was just it. And, whoa, don't tell me what to do. I did nothing <sighs> wrong with Kid Rock. He hopped into my shot. Did he see that you were doing the live shot there? Yes, he knew what he was doing. Oh, he was photobombing on purpose. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So it's like, well, dude, if you're going to photobomb, you're going to stay here and talk to me. I've been able to see the confused look on your face as Ricky kept saying Bob. Oh, man. All the and time. I'm sitting there and I'm like, who is Bob? Bob, why? By the way, talking about to, who's not in their pro am group? That no one named Bob is here. If our if our ESPN television microphone was like a breathalyzer apparatus when Bob was talking oh, into it, oh yep, man, yeah. yeah, yeah, red flags would have been flying. There'd I tell you what, fireworks going off. He Although says, his, I t- yeah, he's only been playing his golf hybrid for- game. Yeah, he's only been playing golf five years. He does he he does a great pass through the ball, man. He's got a nice swing. Yeah, he if he could play a full set of hybrids, he would kill it. You know what it is with but, him, and, and we were talking about it, Bob and I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? What is that? What, what is that? Uh, that is the dog. You brought a dog on vacation. So, I didn't bring the. It's I'm at my sister-in-law and brother-in-law's house, but the dog doesn't know the masseuse. Oh, the masseuse is so there. The, the, yeah. So oh, can you put the masseuse? One can you, person just 
Hold up. Look. Can you put the can you put the masseuse on? Nah, she's walking out the front door right now. No. For just a second. Does she know you're the client? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that's why she's going outside. She just got her first look at me and she just realized she's like, I don't need more lotion. She's she's like the, the She's like the lady from the 40-year-old version. We're going to need more wax. <laughs> she just looked at me and had a look like, I'm going to need more lotion. Like, uh, I don't have no oil. Did you find this masseuse from like a legitimate? This wasn't like a. Yeah, no, my sister. This is who oh, my okay. sister-in-law and brother-in-law. This is who they use. This okay, is like good. For real. Yeah, no. Nah, okay. <laughs> okay, good. It's legit. It's like that. Yeah. You think I ain't a little bit nervous? Cause like, <laughs> they're both in really good shape, which is why, like, maybe she had that, like, disappointed <laughs> look on her face. She was like, I can't believe this. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, we'll go let you get your rub down. Um, perfect. Enjoy. I know. Look, eat my, so Milo, Milo is a water dog and he's the one. He's cool with everybody, but he is he I don't think he's ever really seen the massage therapist before. So he's like letting everybody know, yo, somebody new is here. Somebody new is here. So right, well, it's pretty funny. We'll, we'll, this dog has I'll try and get a picture of the dog and put the picture up on our site too because yeah. this dog has the really human looking eyes. So I'm anyway, glad that right, I'm glad the uh, my massage. I'm glad the benevolence of your Instagram finally comes down to Maddie and the caddy. Well done. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, if next week when we do the podcast, <laughs> if I sound like I'm hurting, that means she did too good a job. You I'm not mean? worried about you. I'm worried about her retiring after this massage. How you uh, worried about, you're not worried about me? Like, I might leave one of my glutes down here or something. Like, I'm scared now. Two days, like, I'm oh, not going to be able to play golf no more, man. man <laughs> it's crazy. I, that's, that's considering the fact if you ever did know how to play golf. All right. Uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, for the caddy. <laughs> Michael Collins. I am the caddy. Uh, post pictures of this. I, I need to see all of this. Have your brother or sister-in-law take a picture of you during the massage. Okay, cool. All right. All right, I will. All right. Uh, we appreciate the down on the listen and, and, and our apologies for the, the, the oil. <laughs> I got any more Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.